Hey, fellas. Hi, Ted. Hi, guys. You do that all the time. I can understand it if we were playing on hard true courts, but these are asphalt. There's nothing to knock out of your shoes. Force of habit, I guess. Well, it's a stupid habit. What's eating you? Nothing. Unbelievable. Hey, Brian. I know you haven't talked about it for a while, but how are things going with James? Funny you should ask. I was going to bring that up tonight. Everything okay? Yes. Things are good. Really good. I think you know that James was accepted to Penn. It's his first semester there. Yeah. You mentioned that before. And I think I told you that Jen's at George Washington. How's he doing? Great. He's happy. In fact, he's here for the weekend. How come? It's fall term break through Sunday. Amtrak it back from Philly. You pick him up? No, Elizabeth did. And it's them, not him. Oh? Yes. It's what I wanted to tell you about. James didn't come alone. He called a few days ago to ask if it would be okay to bring a friend. Of course, Elizabeth and I were perfectly fine with that because James never seemed to have many of those. Friends, that is. And the fact that he'd begun making them in college is, well, gratifying. So he shows up with this kid named Andrew. Drew, for short. Nice young man. Clean cut, well-behaved, every bit as bright as James. They take many of their classes together, too, as it turns out. Anyway, after Elizabeth brings them home, she decides to give Drew the grand tour. And just as she's about to lead him into the guest bedroom, James asked, Hey, Mom, Dad, is it okay if Drew bunks with me? Sure. Certainly, dear. Great, thanks. Grab your stuff. Thank you, Dr. Hager. Mrs. Hager. Of course. Why don't you two settle in? We'll see you downstairs in a bit. You know, it's funny. When Elizabeth and I were dating, we spent a lot of time at her folks' lake house in Wisconsin. Absolutely gorgeous place. I loved going there with her. And we always slept in separate bedrooms when her parents were home. It's not that they didn't suspect that we'd become intimate. Oh my god. Really? I didn't think that academics were capable of having sex before they became PhDs. As I was saying before I was so rudely interrupted by the asshole to my left, <laughs> it's not that they didn't suspect. It was a matter of respect. This was her parents' house, and I wasn't going to upset them, or diminish Elizabeth in their eyes, for that matter, by flaunting what we were doing outside their purview. The reason I bring this up is because I wondered if I would have felt differently had James brought home a young woman and asked if she could stay in his room overnight. Elizabeth doesn't think so. Not so much because social mores have changed, but because our experiences have changed us. Which reminds me of something that you said many months ago, Ted. How none of us came out of the box this way? Yep. Well, it's not only that Elizabeth and I enjoyed an intimate relationship before we were married, which, as you would expect, altered our view on the subject. It's that what transpired with James on that awful night also had an effect on both of us. But that's not the only thing that appeared to be going on here. I was convinced that James was testing us, me more than his mom. When push comes to shove, was I willing to walk the talk? Was I sincere about the regret that I pleaded with James to believe I felt? Do I accept him as he is? It all came down to one simple request. Can Drew bunk with me? I think Elizabeth also wanted to see how I handled that. And I was okay with everything. I really was. As it turns out, there was more to his story. Andrew's, that is. Because a little later, James took me aside. 
Hey, Dad? Got a minute? Sure, what's up? Um, do you mind if we step outside? Don't worry, Mom, I just want to talk to Dad about something, okay? Sure, honey. I just wanted to say thank you. For what? For being cool about Drew. Look, James... Not about the he and me thing, Dad. I'm talking about how you treated him. I don't understand. He's your friend. Why wouldn't Because he... there are others who wouldn't. That's why. I'm talking about his folks. His dad in particular. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, well... He isn't you. Wow. I'm really glad things worked out. Long time coming. Thanks, Ed. Echo that. Reminds me of a story. Years ago, I caught the flu and got really sick. Sicker than I could ever remember being. In bed for two achy, snot-filled, miserable weeks. I was bored out of my skull. So I watched TV. All day long. Soap operas, mostly. And I realized two things. First, that I liked them. <laughs> Don't laugh. I really started getting into some of the characters. So much so that I taped my favorite shows for a few months after I went back to work. Just so I could keep up with the stories. <laughs> Stop it. The second thing I realized is how much in common that soap operas and real life actually have. But not for the reasons you might think. I was watching Days of Our Lives at the time. <laughs> Ed! I can't help it. You're killing me! I was watching Days of Our Lives. And this guy was running around strangling people. No one knew who he was. A creepy kind of music played. The guy sneaked up on his victim, and the next thing you know, there's another body on the floor. The only thing you saw was the killer's feet. Well, one day, the killer strikes again, and as usual, they only showed that part of him. And that's when I noticed the sneakers he was wearing. 87 hand lotion and laundry detergent commercials later, the scene is different. Two characters are having a conversation at a table, and that's when I noticed it again. One of the guys was wearing the same sneakers that the killer was wearing in the previous scene. So I said to Sarah, who also got into watching these shows with me when I gave her what I had, He's the killer! Look at his shoes! To which she responded, No way! You're wrong because- Of blah 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 reason. Well, six months later, well, yeah, I was hooked for a while. The killer's identity is revealed, and I was right! Which is the point I'm trying to make. Thank God. I was beginning to think there was no point to this endless fucking thing. My point is, life is like a soap opera. It can take a really long time for a story to unfold the way it's intended. Kinda like your story, huh, Joe? And if anything, that makes a happy ending so much sweeter, doesn't it? Sure does. So how about playing now that your precious story is over, huh? So uh, how about pouring yourself a big tall glass and go fuck yourself, huh? <laughs> how about we play a few games and head to the diner? It's been a while since we did that. Uh, sure. It'll give me a chance to talk about my brother. What? You saw Kevin? Yeah, I did. Everything okay? Maybe. We'll see. I'll tell you about it later. Meantime, let's hit. So, what happened? Last time we spoke, which is about a year ago, if you can believe that. A whole fucking year, because I turned him down on his fucking loan. Sorry to interrupt, folks. I know you don't want to hear this. But there's a family a few booths away, and 
the language is kind of getting to them. Oh, yeah? Well, you can tell them to go... Please tell them we're sorry, and that we'll do our best to keep it down. Thank you, Sarah. Oh, and if you don't mind, could we get four hot decafs on your way back? Sure thing, fellas. Thanks for understanding. No problem. Okay, Ed. See if you can give us the PG version of your story, huh? Maybe. Anyway, as I was saying before the language police pulled me over, almost a f <sighs> Almost a year after not hearing a word from that f <laughs> Oh man, this is gonna be harder than I thought it was gonna be. Almost a year later, I get a text message from Kevin. Which really pisses me off because those things cost money. Not if your cellular plan includes unlimited messaging. Thank you, Professor. Anyway, he messaged me on Sunday to ask if I could meet up with him on Monday night. So I asked Stephanie. Hang on. Stephanie? You're up to the S's? So I asked Stephanie if she'd mind if I ducked out for a while to see my brother. Steph doesn't know my story, so it wasn't a big deal for her. Not like it was for Cheryl, you know, when you got that call from Elliot. Uh-huh. So I text him back that I'm good for that time and suggest a place where I know there'll be lots of people. Timothy's on Cedar Street. Anyway, Monday rolls around and I get there a little early, just to be sure that there are enough witnesses, I mean people, around. Kevin walks in ten minutes late and he looks like hell. Clothes all messed up, hasn't shaved in a week, hair all over the place. I wave him over to my table and he pulls up a chair. Up close he looks even worse. Eyes are sunken, teeth don't look brushed. He's a disaster. And it tugs at me, you know? It really does. So we sit there like that for a few minutes. Not saying anything, because to be honest, I don't know what to say other than, Hey, Kev, you look like three-day-old shit. Finally, he breaks the ice. It's good to see you, man. Been a while. I, I'm sorry about what went down before. Yeah, me too. Uh, look, I'm in trouble, Ed. I didn't want to tell you, but I got myself into some stuff. And it's really fucked me up. My life's shit. I got nothing. No job, no car. And kicked out of my apartment. Oh, Kev. Yeah. I know. Look, uh, is it okay if I crash at your place? Just till I get back on my feet. I don't. And I could really use some cash if you got any to spare. Kevin, level with me. Are you using? Tell me the truth. Are you using now? Don't shit me. I need to know. <laughs> you are, aren't you? Oh, man. Hi. Hey, uh, would you mind giving us a little time, hon? 
here you go. It'd be great if you could, you know, leave us be for a while, okay? Sure. No problem. Take as much time as you need. Thanks. Kevin. Kev? St. Joe's Med Center has a detox. They're good people. Helped an old girlfriend's brother get clean. Would you... Would you be willing to go there with me? What do you say? I promise I won't leave you, kid. I promise. Not until you're settled. Okay. Good. Let's go. You and me. Together. So we get back to the hospital and I help him get registered. He even let me clean him up a bit while the nurse stood by, just in case. And then I left him there. On Monday night. And he's still there on Thursday night. I haven't gone back because I know what he's going through right now. But I feel hopeful. <laughs> Weird, right? I'm hopeful because I think him coming to me after what went down between us could be his rock bottom. At least... Time will tell, though. And Brian... You were right. I didn't think so when you first suggested that he might be using. But you were right. So, thank you. I'm sorry, Ed. Yeah, me too. Here you go, fellas.